time to deck the halls, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Creepin' a Real Horror Cast. I'm your host, Meg. I'm Lunchbox. And it is officially December 1st, so I am free to talk about Christmas. I'm so excited. The turkey is stuffed. The leftovers are eaten. It's time to bust out my favorite time of the year. It's Christmas time. Oh, yeah. I got my jaw shirt on. I got my apple juice in hand. I'm looking sexy as hell. I'm ready to get into this. Let's do it. <laughs> and yes, those are our criteria for being sexy. Jaw shirt, apple juice, check it off. Got it. I'll have to remember that. <laughs> Beards on point. Head shaved nicely. Apple juice. D- damn. I'm going to have to beat you off with a stick, tell you what. Mm-hmm. You know, when we started this podcast, you were talking about, like, the beer you were drinking and stuff like that, and now you're reduced to apple juice and fruit punch. What grade? Did, did you, like, down? What grade are you in? What happened? I still like my beer and everything. That, 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 don't, don't get it twisted, but I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling the apple juice for some reason. Mm, it's probably because it's apple cider, not apple juice. Oh, no, this is straight apple juice, homie. Like, this is... No, it's apple cider. This is apple juice. I know what I poured. This is was apple it in that gallon? Juice. Was it in that gallon jug? It said Mott's on the damn bottle. Ah, okay, because there is a jug of a half-empty jug of apple cider in the nope, fridge. Nope, nope. This is straight apple juice. Okay. I saw it and I was like, you know what? Lunchbox will partake. Thanks, Mott's. <laughs> they do not sponsor the show. <laughs> um. So this week, before we get into our show, I just want to say thank you again for joining us. If you haven't subscribed yet, and you've already listened to three or four episodes of this show, subscribe. Come on. And then we will drop in your favorite podcatcher every single Tuesday. Um, join us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Slasher, at Creepin' It Real. R-E-E-L as a movie reel. And tis the season to buy merch, creepinitreal.redbubble.com, for all of your spooky merch needs. So let's get into it. Lunchy, what'd you pick this week? Who's your pick? So, for our new month... And our new theme, we're doing a holiday sleigh ride. Right. So, I wanted to just kind of go in with an easy one. I wanted to go with Krampus. Mm, indeed. This one has been on my radar. I am sad to say that I have yet to see it. Um, up until the, the podcast. Up until now, yeah. And kind of kicking myself because... I always knew that I wanted to see it, and I just always, I did that thing that I always do, and I just, like, Maybe you know what, like, let's watch it. Oh, look, Jaws. Let's go watch Jaws, and then, right. yeah. Because you're always like, I'm going to watch something new. Maybe I want to watch something better. Maybe there's something better on, and then you never make a decision. Yeah, you just don't or end up watching it, anything. it, like, stayed in my Netflix queue, and I just, I always skip over it, or it's like, you know what, I don't really feel like. And then you like, just end up watching YouTube anyway. Yeah, it's like, I don't feel like watching a Christmas movie right now, and it's like, but you know what? Now it's the perfect time, and this was a perfect Christmas movie for sure. It is. Krampus was released on December 4th, 2015. It was made for a budget of about $15 million. It grossed pretty respectably at a $61.5 million uh, take-home. It was directed by Michael Doherty. It was written by Todd Casey, Zach Shields, and Michael Doherty, and starred MJ Anthony as Max, Adam Scott as Tom, Tony Collette as Sarah, Stefania Lavi Owen as Beth, Allison Tolman as Linda, David Keckner as Howard, mm-hmm. Chada Farrell, uh, who just died recently. She died back in yeah, October. Um, I'm the, uh, uh, yeah, again, RIP. Right. Know, really sad. She was Aunt Dorothy. And Krista Stadler was Omi, the grandma. Yeah. Um, the Krampus myth has always been kind of fun to me because he's the anti-Santa Claus. 
where Santa goes around and he rewards children for behaving well with toys and candy. Krampus will go around and he punishes the wicked little children. He will throw them in his sack and beat them with reeds. Yeah. And that it depends on what country you're in. Sometimes he beats the children, sometimes he takes the children, and sometimes he eats the children. I've seen a few different versions of this. But either way... Either way, he's a big bastard. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, baddies, um, the baddies are... He doesn't treat the... Yeah, the naughty kids get their, get their comeuppance. And the other... There was another thing I saw when I was kind of researching the Krampus mythology is sometimes he and Santa are in cahoots with each other where they will, you know, making a list, checking it twice, Krampus is looking over Santa's shoulder, and he goes, well, I get this one, he's a good one, but you get little Timmy, he's been naughty all year, and then it's like, well, little Stacy, she's going to get a new bike, but her sister Jenny stole their parents' car and went for a joyride, so you get her. Well, that was the thing, was they, I think, uh, for the American uh, version of Santa... They replace Krampus with a lump of coal, and yeah. they're like, eh, "We're not going to go that harsh. Where we're going to sit there and tell you if you if you're going to be bad, then something's going to come and take you and beat you with a reed." Right, but those central, you know? but those central and Eastern European folk, they they'll get medieval on their kids. Yeah, they will put the fear of God uh, in. Them, not, before apparently. you jump into any uh, any other type of history, one of my favorite Krampus, uh, I guess, showings. Is from the Aquabats Super Show. They did have Christmas an episode. With Krampus, episode. In it. Mm-hmm. Krampus comes into this one little town, takes over the entire town, doesn't steal the kids. He takes over the entire town and uh, eliminates Christmas, outlaws Christmas, and he went Grinchy poo. Yeah, and and then the Aquabats like they show up and they are uh, again uh, you know ska punk band, uh, super super funny guys. And very kid friendly. Our kids very, love them. Very, very. I, I, I love them. Like I love the Aquabats. Think, think Yo Gabba Gabba, but Scott instead. Well, and that's the thing is, the MC Bat Commander is the creator of Yo Gabba Gabba. Like so, I mean, it's it. Right. It's if you there. like one, you'll probably like the other. Yeah, but it was the funny thing was like so they they show up and they are like decked out in Christmas and they have to or they get taken by Krampus and then all of a sudden Santa shows up and then Santa and Krampus have this like massive. Like like big like Rocky Balboa fight yeah. and it's just and then it turns out where it's like they're just like they accept Krampus and that's all he really wanted and yeah it's it's really fun fun episode right so good Christmas episode guys yeah I kind of I really like the Krampus story I think it's really neat um, there are some cities still in Central Europe um, it's mostly like Germany Austria the the um, what's the word I'm looking for. Like Slovakia, those, the the German, Saxony type uh, countries, they're the ones that kind of, they were the ones who started the Krampus story. Um, from what I found in the bit of research I was able to do, that his proper history isn't clear because depending on what region of the of Europe you're from, it's going to be a little bit different every time. Um, but in generally speaking, uh, he's supposed to be kind of goat like, with big horns cloven hooves he's usually pretty furry kind of like the the pan yeah he has that sort of pan look about him yeah satyr like the greek satyr yes yes yeah um see i know shit but he also has claws um 
Yeah, it's different. In some some depictions, he's dressed in chains. Um, in others, he isn't. Um, some say he's more slave-like because he's sort of attached to St. Nicholas, um, and he's basically like Saint Santa Claus's attack dog kind of thing. Which is a crazy thing. to Like, if you really want to paint a picture where you just see a big fat man with a sack and a whole bunch of toys, and then, like, Michonne did with her fucking zombie... Yeah. Porn. It's like, oh, I just got this weird fucking golem-looking gimp dude on a chain that I just drag around while yep. I go and deliver my toys. It's like, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, so I'm thinking instead of threatening our kids with not having Santa come if they're behaving well, I'll just threaten them with Krampus is coming to get you if you don't stop fighting with your sister. <laughs> well, our kids are uh, getting pretty well versed in horror movies. and This are, is one they could probably watch. Yeah, I mean, we watch um, we watch uh, Scream with our, with our six-year-old and he's now all about Ghostface. He's like, obsessed with Ghostface. I love it. I, and I, and I, because I am too. Well, he was Ghostface for Halloween. Yeah. And then our... But the great thing is that uh, we also watch the uh, YouTube's, uh, you know, skits for the uh, Slash Street Boys <laughs> where it's just they take all... Oh, the Merkins, all, yeah. Yeah, the Merkins and they take all the, the Backstreet Boys music but then they do the whole slasher twist to it and it's all you know jason freddy uh michael ghostface and it's like and so our little three-year-old daughter like she'll look and she goes look it's freddy oh it's ghostface and i'm like i am a solid parent like this is great we're doing it right yeah, yeah. so i think now with this this could be a movie that you could show your kids it is a pg-13 um, the gore, it's not really gory. It's not. It's mostly just scary monsters and jump scares. It's, it's atmosphere, for sure. Uh, definitely. Yeah, so I mean, like, that's something where I'm like, I, I was actually kind of surprised because I was expecting a little bit more of, like, I knew that there, from the trailers, that this was definitely going to be a comedy of, of sorts, but... It started out, like, act one... It almost was leading into Christmas Vacation territory. Yeah, very National Lampoons. Where, like, we open with basically a Black Friday fight at a department store where people are trampling each other okay. and beating each other up yeah. for toys and odds and ends. I think there was one cl- one short clip where um, someone was getting tased by, like, mall security. Yep. Yeah. It was really like, okay. silly. So, this is... I have never seen... A Christmas store, like like during Christmas time, go that fucking bananas. That what like I've seen Black Friday videos where there's people that are like just pushing each other and like I uh, during Thanksgiving uh, like for the past couple years I've let you guys sleep in and I just get bored and so I was like you know what I ain't doing nothing I'm already up so I'll just go. And I've done that where I'm not there to buy anything. I'm just walking around with a coffee and just people watching. And I've seen that where they got people that have their hands on the crates ready for them to open. And they're like, when they uh, when they say go. Oh, yeah, the pallets at Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Th- like, so when they say go, this is mine. Like, they're calling it. I've peed on it. I yeah. own it, yeah. And then, like, but then it's a thing where they un- where they take the wrapping off 
and the people go to grab the box and somebody else has their hand on it and they're like fighting and struggling and I've seen people pushing. I saw a guy one year, he walked into the store <laughs> in like football gear. Like in pads? And he had pads on, ready to go. He had the helmet on. And I just walked in there and I was just like, there's fucking nobody here, dude. Like, why'd you walk? Like, you just walked in like, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, unless he was just doing it to be funny. But it was just like, Maybe. but it was just really, it was it's like. It's odd for sure. Dude, like, I, like, I mean, because I walked in there and I'm like, there's nobody here. It's, everyone did their shopping the day before. And this was like when they started doing the shopping on Thanksgiving and yeah. then Black Friday was like, so everyone did, yeah. Anyways, but that that scene... 6 p.m. on Thursday, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, for this scene in the opening, I laughed so hard because they took the consumer aspect of that that type of shopping and they cranked that... They, they didn't go to 11. They turned that They turned the knob shit. all the way up and broke it off. They broke that shit off and that yeah. shit went to like 20 and over, overdrive. It was it was really chaotic. It was really funny. Um, there was it people was, punching each other. They were I think there like somebody had like a full Nelson on, like on someone in the background. It was great. There was a guy that was up on top of a ladder, and they like they they started like struggling. They're like one guy pulled the ladder out from under him. And he just like fucking crashed. I was like, what is happening? It was absolutely chaos. And that sort of was an overarching thing about this movie is there's a couple of different themes going on here. There's – it very lightly touches on the consumerism side of Christmas. Um, the early 2000s version of The Grinch, Grinch really, really dug into that yeah, a lot. That is right, This yeah. one touches uh, – Krampus touches on it a little bit. It's more like – Krampus is more of a commentary on the falling, how family ties are falling apart in general. Like our culture is losing its familial core. It comments quite a lot on how we force things. Um, you know, we do things because we feel like we have to do them, not because we we enjoy them. And the holidays are meant to be fun. And in this case, we have Sarah, Tony Collette's character, who um, she's married to Tom, Adam Scott's character. And she wants every. He's just great. She's a perfectionist. Sarah's a perfectionist. She wants everything to be perfect. Um, Tom's mom is there. She's Austrian. She's, you know, she's. So um, they're trying to do things kind of more traditional German Austrian with the food. And so, um, but Sarah's stressed and, you know, they're doing things they don't want to do but because they feel like they have to and Sarah's the type of she's that type A personality who has to keep up appearances because she wants everyone to think that she's more she's very successful and she's got her shit together um and this this movie kind of comments on that because we're really looking at things through Max's point of view who's their son and his He's just, he's kind of broken down and beat up about the holidays because he, he's one that craves the closest of the fam, the family. And he wants the holidays to be that time of the year where people are getting along. It's that sort of like peace on earth vibe. Yeah. And, and, and it's not only his family, it's 
his uncles and and, right. and everything and it's like it's like and he goes through this whole list of of everything that he wants and such a sweet damn kid he it's really this, is and he oh. his heart breaks and he loses hope and this movie really does touch on the failure our cultural failure to the family how we just don't put enough focus on keeping those family relationships together and um and and, like it is that is a very hard thing to do i mean yeah who are you talking to no i know i'm like i mean my my family it's it's night and day kind of compared to yeah my family we don't speak (laughs) but i mean like that's the thing is it's when you really sit back i mean from what tom was trying to tell max and it was Max was trying to understand, like, why why do we do this? Like, everyone's an asshole. Like, why yeah. do we put up with it? When we, why do we have to be, uh, you know, subjected to this torture? Right. They for, don't want to be here for the holiday. Right. Um, Uncle Howard's family doesn't want to be here. We don't want them here. Um, and the whole reason why is because Sarah and her sister Linda aren't as close as they were when they were kids. And there's one scene in particular that springs to mind that. I think would have solved like very early on in the movie when Linda first shows up, she's kind of looking at all the Christmas decorations and she sees a lot of the old ones from the, when they were kids, but she sees this red and green popsicle frame ornament with a picture of Linda and Sarah in it from when they were probably like elementary school age. Yeah. And Linda asks Sarah why she keeps all of this stuff. And instead of saying it's because I love you and I miss you, which you could kind of tell that's what she wants to say, but she tries to play cool and says, oh, that's what mom would have done. And their mom had passed several years prior. And yeah, what, well, they were, they, she, uh, she noticed that on top of the, the tree topper was their mom's. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't know you had that. And she's like, yeah, I thought you did. And she's like, no, I didn't. And like, she, you could tell that, uh, that Linda was kind of felt a little like a little jealous probably a little jilted about it um but then when she saw the 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 pictures it it flipped where she's like you kept all of this yeah and it and she's like she's like yeah she's like you know i i just feel like that's what mom would have wanted and and that's what mom would have done and that's And, and it feels and the way tony collette delivers that line is very you can tell she's putting up a facade. It's very disingenuous. And I think that that would have been a moment where she said, yeah, it's because I love you and I miss you. And that would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. So, but I think there was... Or it would have been better. There was... Say. It was an unspoken moment. Yeah. Uh, because she gave a little bit of a pause. And then she said, right. uh, you know, I think it's just what mom would want. Yeah, she hesitated. But I think that's one of those scenes where it was sort of driving that movie, the, the movie, into creating the catalyst for the Krampus to show yeah, up. Yeah, so when we are first introduced to the family in their home, uh, we walk in and Sarah's got her... She, like everything is pristine and it's clean. Uh, they're hanging uh, their family photo on the wall, and it's just everything. Uh, like when Aunt Dorothy shows up, she's like, "Oh my God, it looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here." Like, and it looks like it looks like a yeah. home and garden 
catalog. Yeah. Like it's everything is 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 perfect. Everything in its place. It's all and it, it was yeah. So we we're walking around or and like we're meeting the family and we see Omi. She's in the kitchen uh, baking cookies. I mean, and she's not just baking like a batch of cookies. She's baking a buttload of cookies. Yeah, and she's like, making um she's doing gingerbread cutouts and stuff. Like she is in it. Well, Omi is very traditional. She's yeah. that that Eastern Central Eastern European sensibility, and that was just a thing that she yeah. did. So, but uh, what ended up happening was to s- step back at for some weird reason. I don't know why this was a thing in the the shopping center. So during all of the chaos of the opening shopping, you know, fight or whatever. Uh, the camera pans into a play, like a nativity play, and there's two kids fighting, and one of the kids is Max, and it's really funny because it's still in that slow motion thing, and it's just the chaos, um, but it turns out, okay, so Max was fighting with this kid because the kid was saying that Santa Claus wasn't real, and so the mom was, uh, Sarah, not in a way defending Max's child like she was like well you got to find out somehow and then it's just it, and Max kn- said he knew but what he was worried about was that that older kid was going to ruin it for the younger kids in the area yeah he didn't want the little kids to hear it so but just hearing that dynamic of just the way she spoke about it she's like i get well whatever like just kind of brushed it off and it was just like a real like he was passionate about it, and then even Beth was giving him shit about it, and he and then like when she just says like, well, guess you got to learn about it sometime, and like and he's got an ice pack on his cheek, and he's just like, no, I knew, but I didn't want to ruin it for everybody, and no one thought about that. Right, he was trying to keep the magic alive in some way, but that's it's just another case of watching this family. They're just going through the motions. This is what we're supposed to do for Christmas. And then. Tom, he walks over to his mother, uh, like, baking cookies. He's like, oh, hey, Mom, how you doing? Like, and he's like, oh, like, and, and she says something to him in, in German. And uh, and he's like, oh, hey, hey, don't work too hard. Uh, Sarah went and bought bought some cookies. And, and she's just like, I'm, really? I'm done. Like, Thank I'm you. baking. Yeah. Like, no, she's like, in the middle of it, she's like, mm-hmm. Whatever, like, and you and guys then, just went and bought cookies. And Max, like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it's going through the motions, doing the stuff you feel like you're supposed to do. It's dismantling tradition, um, and that, it, you can tell it's really affecting Max, and you can see he's, it's affecting him pretty hard throughout the movie, especially when his cousins show up. Oh, let's let's talk about the, so, the arrival. Yeah, we have we have our the Engel family who's hosting this, which is you know Tom and Sarah. And for for what it's worth, when I saw Adam Scott and David Koechner on the cast list for this, I thought this movie was going to end up being fucking hilarious from like beginning to end, and that just wasn't the case. Okay, so when I saw when I saw them, I didn't see the title card for this movie when it came out. I just saw the opening trailer. Right, and they for were in, it. in a Christmas movie. I thought it was a Christmas Vacation reboot. That's what I thought. I thought that, that David was going to be the Cousin Eddie. And I he kind of was. In a way, he was. But, that like, until they started getting into the Krampus stuff in the trailer, I was just like, oh, they're 
they're going to be doing a, a reboot or like another t- like sort of version kind of, of that, uh, yeah. another spin on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and kind of in, in in a weird way it was up until Krampus actually showed up and started fucking things up for everybody. the whole first act of it was definitely yeah. a National Lampoon movie um but yeah when Uncle Howard and Aunt Linda's family shows up with their four children um, there's the one scene right before they show up where Sarah's telling Beth, like, what the sleeping arrangements are going to be. And Beth is like, I do not want one of those kids sleeping in my bed. I found human shit in my bed last year. <laughs> and Sarah's trying to explain to her, well, they, they do have a dog. She's like, no, it was human. It was you. <laughs> I don't want shit in my bed. Thank you. No, I'm not sharing my space. Yeah. Uh, which I was curious about. I was like, hold on. So... How bad is this family that they're shitting? Yeah, their- and like when she said that, and then all of a sudden, uh, like so, she, Beth is talking to her boyfriend uh, via Skype, and okay, that ass hat. So he's like, "Hey, he's like you need to come over," and he holds up this like thing to the the screen. It looks like a candy cane. It's a fucking bong that's wrapped in a can. I was like, dude. You're festive, and you're in it. Like, you were in it to win it. I was like, that is the level of dedication that's Don't just Don't be like, jelly of his holiday bong. No, but I was just like, at first I was like, oh, like, okay, he's got a really big candy cane. Oh, it's, oh, wait, okay. We're doing the marriage of Juana's. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Devil weed. All right. Cool. Uh, so, but that was the, the thing with, so he was trying to entice her in coming over to smoke a whole bunch of devil lettuce, and then uh, she's like, no, I can't. My cousins are coming over. And then at that moment, the house starts shaking. And you can hear the rumble. And all of a sudden, like, you hear the like the door slam. And you can hear the entire family, uh, all the cousins, outside. And you, it almost, uh, again, had another, had another thing of the... Um, well, they came rolling up in a big-ass Hummer, like an H1 Hummer. Well, no, it, it, it gave me... Well, no, but it gave me uh, the same vibes of, of, like, Christmas Vacation where uh, the the parents, uh, the grandparents show up. And you hear the, the doorbell ring and everyone in the family is doing something in a different room in the house. And they all just kind of slowly turn... Like, it's just like, oh, no, here, here it, comes. it comes. And that's exactly what happened. And even, like, uh, uh, Linda, or, no, I'm sorry, it's Sarah, when Linda shows up, like, she opens the door, and she has to, like, psych herself up. She's like, it's Christmas, it's Christmas, it's Christmas, it's Christmas. Hi! <laughs> big eyes, big smile. It was so and, phony. Yeah. And it was, you couldn't have more opposite families. Like, you have the Engels who are very uptight they're very um we got to keep up with appearances like probably a little bit liberal like just big house successful jobs whatever and then you've got the the redneck family who you know you know very you could pry my guns out of my cold dead hands type of thing so howard uncle howard has as we said he's got this big Hummer that he calls Lucille and <laughs> Lucinda Lucinda sorry he calls it Lucinda so he's named it and then on top of that her she has feelings I am sorry I am yeah anyways so Lucinda 
He brings her. There you go. Yeah. He also brings all, all of, of his guns. All of them. He's got his shotguns. He's got his. his he's got handguns. He's got everything. magnums. <laughs> in the back of his truck, you, you open up the back. We get a little bit later in the movie, and he opens up the back of that truck, and Tom's like, "Why?" He's like, "Dude, like you brought." He's like, "He's like, never go unprepared, huh?" He's just like, "What are you going to be shooting?" Like, we live in the suburbs. There's nothing out here yeah. to so, shoot. But they they did come in handy for a little bit there, kind of. Um, um, but yeah, but that was the thing is like so. But we, they also but they also have no manners. No, they have no filters. They say what they want. They do what they want. Um, they live how they want to play. They dance how they want to dance. Some of that. They ain't the Adams family. No, definitely not. They do what they want. They do what they want. <laughs> Maybe another time. <laughs> Um, the, yeah, but it's, it's funny cause there's four children. There's three girls, one boy, Howie Jr. But the two older girls are named Stevie and Jordan. And I'm assuming Stevie is short for Stephanie because I have a sister-in-law who's, we call her Stevie, her full name, Stephanie, but they're dressed in camo. Jordan's hair is cut super short. And Max in a letter that he wrote says that like his uncle Howard wanted his girls to be boys and they look at him they're like no he did not want us to be boys and i'm yeah, like like uh, they are they are no. a the poster children for tomboys like and, and they it, like, are but redneck tomboys it was definitely more like because he didn't get his son till later like the two older girls he definitely was putting that he stuff was on it was weird because when they first walked into the house I thought they were boys. I thought, well, I knew Stevie wasn't, but Jordan, I couldn't tell. Yeah, I thought they were both boys, and I was like, oh, so you did your job right. Good job for exactly the way that character is supposed to be built. But it wasn't until later, what was funny was they were, uh, I think it was right after Max, uh, or uh, I think it was Stevie that wrote, read Max's letter to Santa is what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where he's going into how... Uh, he doesn't think that his parents love each other anymore. Uh, he, he, you know, he wants to be, uh, he used to have a really good relationship with his sister. He hopes that Uncle Howard can, you know, find a better job and then, you know, they can get in a better It's situation. actually very innocent. It's very sweet. Um, yeah. And Stevie just taunts him mercilessly over it. Well, no, but that was the... Reading and, and the letter where, at the dinner table. Yeah, and so that's where, you know, it, it comes out that they were, they were boys and then they end up fighting. But it wasn't until later where, uh, I guess they mentioned that again and Uncle Howard has both Jordan and Stevie, like, wrestling in the living room. And he's like, Eggie's like, all right, no, you got to get him in the chokehold. He's like, so he's doing exactly that. Like, it's he's got two boys. And he's just like, you guys go and do your boy, like, do your thing. Like, like I have no, girls can, girls can do whatever they want, but it's just one of those funny things where it's like, no, I'm pretty sure they were forced into this. That, and that's, that's what it was. It was like, I mean, again, yes, if that is what you want to do, See, good. But like Howard put them, like he trained them to be that way. Right. See, here's the thing. Um, I don't care about all that. Dress in camel, don't wear makeup. My, my mom goes hunting. I my mom is, yeah, she'll skin a deer. I, my biggest issue with that family was their fucking table manners. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly Emily Post. However, chew with your mouth closed. 
don't gobble your food, don't shovel your food, don't glug your, you know, slurp your drinks. They were just, they were farm animals. They were disgusting. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, there's very few, I can get irritated very easily, but there's very few things that actually, like, send me over the edge and piss me off quickly and bad table manners is one of those things. It's just, if I have to sit down with somebody and they're eating like they're at a trough, I'll, I just would rather get up and leave. It's so disgusting. Yeah. Well, and uh, Junior. I really wanted Krampus to eat them first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Junior was funny because Howard was gloating about him being, he's like, oh, he's going to be like the next doll American and he's just doing it like he, he's going to put on so much weight. Except he was be... chugging Mountain Dew at the table and he was dumb as a brick. That. Okay, so. You have a problem with just people just being gluttonous and just nasty when they eat. For me, I can kind of put that to the side. I mean, if you're being like overly like gross about it, fucking you know, like I have a weird down. thing about eating sounds yeah. mostly. Uh, but for some reason, I don't know why. I always have a problem with this. Is when I see someone drinking out of a two liter bottle. Mm. Like, so he was, he just had a two liter Mountain Dew on the table and he was just down in it. And I've actually had a, a couple situations like when I was uh, you know, a little longer, younger where uh, I had a cousin that did that. He took a, uh, it was like a bottle of Dr. Pepper. He had it and he just started drinking out of it. So I Would I a, be able to guess which one? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. This is like a cousin in Georgia. Okay. So uh, like I went and uh, I... Like so, he didn't know it, but I took a cup, put it right in front of him, poured his drink into it. And I took the bottle. He's like, "Hey, where'd my drink go?" And I'm like, "It's in front of you, jackass!" Like there it is. Like nobody else is drinking out of a out of a two liter bottle. You don't need that much soda. And I'm like, in one sitting, like that's like he was gonna finish the entire bottle. Like it was ridiculous. It's gross. So, but it was just like that again. Little pet peeve on my end, but it was just like that that whole thing with him is like, oh my God. But like you have that at the beginning and then by the end of the movie, you can kind of see where the, it, it took a real crisis for them to shift, shift their minds into how important family really was. And well, it wasn't that it was, it was the crisis that was, was doing it. You could slowly see it. It trickling in and like the stuff with like with uh, Linda and Sarah the like uh, what you mentioned with the angels that was there uh, once Max's letter was read you could kind of see where everyone kind of had this like that's how you think of us like oh no and you could tell like that kind of especially Aunt Dorothy you yeah. can see it on her face more than almost anybody else, because um, I think she noticed that stuff, but she was too much of a hard ass to really say anything. Yeah, she's too much of a lush, and she's like, "I'm, I'm done with this world." I just Aunt need Dorothy a drink. was Stubb. awesome. At first, I was like, "Oh my god, she was." It was she was one of those characters. I'm like, "I eat her first. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, she's just going to be the absolute fucking worst." And then it turned around where she ended up being like one of the 
best characters. Well, because she decided to make hot cocoa and pour schnapps in it and then share it with Howard Jr. <laughs> oh, there's that that scene. But no, but like don't she, don't tell your dad. <laughs> no, she she walks in and she gives Sarah her coat and she's like, oh, okay, where's the eggnog? I gotta get it, Mary. Jesus Christ, like, you just show it up, it's like, alright, where's the booze? And the whole the whole thing, too, is even before she showed up, there's an argument with Linda and Sarah at the doorway, where she's like, Why, what do you mean you brought Aunt Dorothy? Why? And she's like, she she tricked me, like, she, like, <laughs> like, we were gonna just show up and just drop off a gift, and then, like, we open up the door, and she hands us her, her, her luggage, and we're like... Oh, okay, I guess yeah, you're coming, like... like and poor and Linda, she's like, was I supposed to tell her no? And Sarah's like, yeah. Yeah, she's like, I'm supposed to, like, just, like, leave her at home by herself for on Christmas? She's like, yeah, yeah, that, that, that sounds pretty right to me. And it's like, oh, my God, like, but it was just like, she tricked me. <laughs> like, just the whole time Aunt Dorothy's there, she's like, I don't even really like children. What am I supposed to do with them? Like, she's holding the baby, and even that's kind of awkward. It's, like, it's hilarious because she doesn't want to be there, and it's almost like... She does. I think she does because she doesn't want to be alone on Christmas, but I don't think she was very much into the festivities. Yeah. And, like, it was just so much going on and then the, like so then there was that one scene where uh all the chaos is starting is starting up and uh, uh sarah tells dorothy to like take the kids in the kitchen and she's like all right guys <sighs> and dorothy's gonna go teach you how to make some peppermint schnapps <laughs> it's just like and so she's in there she's got the schnapps but she's, I was like, oh, this is actually a really good idea. She's got the, the candy cane. She's stirring the schnapps. With the with hot, the, in the hot chocolate. In the hot chocolate. She's like, she's like, oh, here we go, guys. Like, this is going to be good. It's like, you give a little bit of a stir, and then, mmm, that's good. That, um, that, that goes down good. And then fucking Junior, or Howie Junior's like, just his face permanently is in this, like, uh, he's a brain dead mouth breather and he also didn't have any lines no he didn't speak although he's so dumb like i just i don't know what the expectation was i think howard senior was hoping to have like tim tebow as a son and that is not what he got no, he got a literal meat sack of a son like, right it's just like it's this kid dumb. was so dumb that a hook drops down from the fireplace and a little gingerbread gremlin crawls down it and he walks up to it and he's like ooh cookie yeah and he takes a bite of the little gingerbread monster like it's it's a it's a gingerbread that's it just, just in, drops out yeah. of the fucking fireplace and he's like ooh a cookie yeah but like it was just funny cuz like so he's got that dumb like dead-eyed stare and he's like staring right at and Dorothy while she's making this time she's like all right, here you go. Like, don't, don't tell, don't like, tell yeah. your dad. It's like, I was like, we were like, damn, Dorothy. Like, and, yeah, and underage think, drinking. And Howie Jr. was like 12 or 13. Like, yeah. he's not, it's not even like he was like 18 or 19 years old. He was a middle school. She, she had a moment of not, like, I think it was a split second of, I shouldn't do this. Ah, eh, fuck it. Like, yeah, it was just, it was, like, here you go, kid. Like. I was like, damn, you're the girl out there that's like, oh, like, hey, kids, you want to buy, you know, like, you want me to buy you beer? Cool, I'll go buy you beer. Like, she's that, she's that aunt who would be like, yeah, you can drink at my house, but give me your keys. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, though, that I kind of felt was that scene felt a little cut off for me. 
Uh, Which be- one? With the gingerbread man? No, 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 no. With the uh, uh, Dorothy underage drinking. Oh. Uh, <laughs> because it never played out later. Where it's like, she gave him some, but he wasn't acting any different. I don't think you'd ever know. But was the other kids going to have some? Or, like, what was the... I think it was just it was just inserted in there to just show that Dorothy doesn't have any... Yeah. yeah, it was meant for a chuckle and that Dorothy doesn't have any fucks to get. Yeah, but, but that's what I was like. Oh, I was like, I kind, I kind of wish that that would have played out for something later. Like, I mean, maybe it's like uh, like Howie Jr. got a little sick or he had a little too much and then that played into the story somehow. But, I, I mean... Nah, it, it, it was it, just meant yeah. to be a, a, a giggle scene. Yeah, and it definitely was because we were like, shit, yeah, it's all like, <laughs> yay. Um, um, but yeah, but that was the thing was like, once we get into everyone with the family, it was... Just a powder keg and like the family dinner was weird because they were trying to do like the traditional German stuff and uh, and I think that worked well for the Engel family, um, but and it would have been better I think if David or yeah David well David Kenner's the actor but if Howard wasn't such a dick about it where he was like my plate's dry like yeah. just he just wanted to be well, an ass to be an ass but the <laughs> there's there the one scene later on like when the, when the power goes out and he's like he's like oh he's like, or, or she's like what are we gonna do we got a house full of people and like the power's out the the, the no heat's heat, out no like water usually like, and, and then david's like we don't have any food or, or, or we can't say david but it's yeah, howard. howard howard goes yeah we don't have any food and she's she's Howard, there's plenty left over. He's just like, here it is. <laughs> it's just like, what a dick. Like, yeah, like he's just setting out to be an asshole. And, uh, well, Sarah wasn't much better because when Linda said something, she's like, I wanted to give you something better than hot dogs and macaroni and cheese or something like that. And Linda's like, what's wrong with hot dogs? Well, Linda goes, Psh, yeah, right. Like, like <laughs> there's nothing better than hot Like, you could have literally given us a feast of hot dogs and mac and cheese and they would have been... Ten times happier. I don't... If I'm being perfectly honest, if it's the good macaroni and cheese, I'm not going to complain. I... I have to say that I make a pretty bomb-ass mac and cheese. Like, if I sat down and someone had, like, the Cracker Barrel macaroni and cheese and then, like, the good, like, deli hot dogs, I'd be like... Alright. Yeah, no. I mean, I'll go with... Pass the mustard. I'll go with an Oscar Mayer. Like, I'm, 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 I'm pretty lowbrow as that yeah, is. Yeah, no, I'm not. But, like, I mean, uh, like, I'm... I'm a pretty damn good cook, and I, I have to say that I'm I'm pretty happy about my mac and cheese. My so. dad was a. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, but my dad was a hot dog snob. Like yeah. he would get the KM Deli. Nathan. No. 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 Nathan's. No. He would get them from the deli. Oh, the deli. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. he would get like the good deli hot dogs with like the snap skin on the yeah. outside and stuff. Like he was a snob. He would never. He wouldn't be caught dead buying. Store brand hot dogs or like Oscar Mayer. Nope. No. Going to the deli. Which is why a lot of times I buy like the boar's head because yeah. unfortunately I got. I, I when it comes to welfare food, I got standards. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, uh, we, like I had a friend who's, uh, whenever they were like, oh yeah, we're going to have like hot dogs and mac and cheese for, for dinner or whatever, um, they would do the whole thing of like, uh, you know, it wasn't. The like the hot dogs in a bun. They would do like the hot dogs like cut up in the mac and cheese. Yeah, like, yeah. My um, that we were which kids. is uh, you know in the MC Chris song for mac and cheese, which is 
So good. Cut up hot dogs. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> damn it, now I got that song stuck in my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but he would, I would say, oh, okay, like, cool, we're going to have mac and cheese and hot dogs. But uh, she would never, she would always go out and get, like, kielbasa sausage and, like, really, like, upscale it. To, She'd French it up a little I'm, bit. And I was like, this is great. Like, I'm, I'm all about the kielbasa. So it's like, you know. Butt cheeks is warm. <laughs> um, so yeah, but that, that was the thing. Is like it was just funny. We're seeing the two families together so and just opposite. the clash. And it was a culture clash for sure. And yeah, and just having it as that national lampoons uh, Christmas vacation. Even like Aunt Dorothy, she was uh, she was grandpa. She was the, the grandpa. Where it's a like, it's a like, hey Griswold. Why if you ain't doing anything, why don't you grab my stogies from the from the living room? And then he lights himself on fire, and it's like he <laughs> lights the, the tree up. Yeah, except she she didn't smoke, but she did love her liquor. Yeah, quite a lot. Um, but like it was. It was funny because, like, the grandpa in National Lampoons, who is also the creator of, or he is the puppet master in the puppet master. Like, he's uh, the creator of the toys, uh, which is great. Uh, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And he's also the uh, the dean for uh, Major Pain. He's the guy. He's, he's collecting. Uh, oh, he's also... Um, the professor in um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Sally. Yeah. Gone again! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my history for You've this. You've poisoned me for the <laughs> last time. Oh, the fun that we'll have. <laughs> All the conversations. Uh, Anyways, but back, to, back to our story with Krampus and not Nightmare Before right. Christmas. Well, I think that's enough about the family. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about the monsters. Ooh. All right, and we're back. To the reason why you're all here. The horror part. So this movie, this movie's almost split right bang down the middle into two very distinct halves. There's the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation half, and then there's the Scary Monster movie half. The Omi tells a story to Max when things start kind of getting a little chaotic about her experience with Krampus when she was a little girl. And there's actually this segment in the movie that's very pretty. It's animated, and it looks amazing. It feels a little out of place for a second, because it's, it's, you go from real life so, to animation, so it's a little jarring. But after a second or two, you kind of are like, oh, okay, and you can kind of get into it and get along but with it. But what's weird is that it, it feels like that old, like just like one of those old school animated Christmas classics. And, yeah, and like, almost so, like a Re- Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer kind, vibe. Kind of. Um, but that was the thing was like, it was, so Max, he gets all pissed off. And Tom tries to talk to him, and, and, he, and he has a moment of, okay, I'm going to send my letter to Santa. And then he's like, you know what? and he just like gets pissed and he just rips it and then throws the letter out the window and that's what starts that's yeah the so kicker. The, instead of going to santa the letter goes to krampus instead so but then omi uh she's acting weird and the whole time she's just speaking german nobody but max and tom know what the hell she's saying right and i was like you know what that is awesome that max can speak fluent german it's because max spends a lot of time with her yeah whereas his sister beth does not no but i was like i was like damn that's 
damn, that's cool. Like, for a kid that's like, yeah, I know two languages already. Good for you, son. Way to go. Mm-hmm. But, like, but that was the thing. Is like, so Omi, she's... Things are starting to happen. You could hear the, uh, you know, the, the weather starting to pick up outside, and, and you could just see uh, the, the family's going nuts. And then Omi, like, she's not interacting with anybody, but you could see her in the background, just kind of fiddling with things and getting, like, almost getting things ready. And because um, she knows what's coming, um, she lets herself fade into the background a little bit while everyone else is kind of freaking out. Um, but ultimately, she does end up telling the story yeah. of her experience with the Krampus and she, <laughs> she was Max. Yeah. And she talks, uh, she tells a whole story in English. In perfect English. Just, and when like, she oh. starts speaking it, Aunt Dorothy's like, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's it, so good. But it's just like, really? Like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, because the expectation was either Tom or Max was going to have to translate for her. And that's not the case at all. But so Omi tells the story and she, she and Max are a lot alike. She went through the same thing Max was going through. Like, the fam- her family was fighting. There was really no Christmas spirit left. Um, she had this little stuffed Santa doll that one of her parents ended up throwing into the fire. Um, oh, no, 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 ripped it. And she was just upset, so she threw it into the fire. And that's what called Krampus to her house. So from her bedroom, she's able to see through a crack in the door, Krampus come and ransack the house. So he shows up and kills her parents, kills whoever's in the house, but spares her because she's supposed to be the warning. She's supposed to be the one who passes the message along that if you lose your Christmas spirit and you give up hope or if you treat other people badly, Krampus is coming to get you. And he gives her this, it's like a a little bit bigger than a golf ball, but this really cool um, sleigh bell. That says, um, I think it's Gress Vom Krampus, if I remember that correctly. I'm going to have to pull up IMDb and see what it says again. But it says, greetings from Krampus, mm. um, essentially translated into English. Uh, let me see if I can find out exactly what the sleigh bell said. But anyway. But yeah, but so like. So he gives her that. She's been carrying it around for decades. Yeah. And so, like, it's just funny because, like, she's telling the story and then Howard's like. Does anybody else believe this bullshit? And it's just like it's this like fairy tale story crap. And it's just like, really, dude? Like, come on! Like, like not not nowhere was he like ready to believe any of this stuff. No, he wasn't. Yeah. And um, the only reason why there was even a chance of it was because Beth had left a little earlier in the night. Shortly after the storm started, because she's like, I gotta get out of here. I'm going to my boyfriend's house. He lives, like, a block over. Yeah, she's like, oh, he he hasn't texted or called, and that's not like him. And uh, so I, I'll, can I can I just go up and check on him, and then and that's it. So she's like, oh, or uh, Sarah was like, oh, yeah, just go ahead and go up for just one hour. And then, you know, basically no more Sarah. Or, you know. Beth. No more Beth. Um, yeah, and on the, uh, I just looked it up, and it was, yeah, it's Gruss vom Krampus. Um, I hope I didn't butcher that too bad. I don't speak German, but it's essentially listen means, to more Rammstein. Jeez, it, Meg. It essentially means greetings from Krampus um, in English. So yeah, but Beth was our first casualty. She kind of gets turned around in the blizzard a little bit, and this is where we first start getting a glimpse of Krampus proper. He's jumping from rooftop to rooftop, and he's chasing her. Oh my god! She's like, in the it's... street, booking it. 
And he's jumping rooftop to rooftop, and she thinks that she kind of, like, the DH, there was a DHL truck, there was a delivery earlier in the day, and there was an abandoned, the delivery driver had abandoned the car, and so she crawls underneath it because she can't get inside, thinking she's safe. And you see Krampus drop, drop down next to the truck, and you just see his feet and the hem of his robe, and that's the only real glimpse you get of him for a while in the movie. Yeah, and like, because you get the... I, I I like that they did that, where it wasn't just that whole uh, Jaws mentality, where it's like, well, you know the monster's there, but... But you, but they they sort of drip feed you the well, monster, so it's like you see his hooves. You see, or... well, you see the silhouette, you see his horns, and you see the size of him, and and so you see the creature. You just don't see his face There's or whatever. No detail. It's, yeah, exactly. Like you just see that there is a massive threat, and yeah, I thought the way that they handled that scene was really genius um, because it gave you instant horror vibes where it's the the creature is after our you know our, our unsuspecting uh you know victim and she is just she's running booking it and the storm outside is getting into like epic blizzard uh you know capabilities and it wasn't like so the the delivery truck she wipes the window and the the person inside is frozen yeah and so it, but he and, was frozen screaming at something yeah um and so and that was to say that uh not only was Krampus after uh, the Engel uh, family but he was taking everyone in that town because uh, it turns out that like so. That scene where, um, to kind of finish it off, and then we'll get into the boyfriend's house. Um, so she gets under the truck, and you see the hooves, and and you can see Krampus, like, you, you know, searching around. And then all of a sudden, really lightly, he just, like, lifts up, almost like a, just a ghost, and just, instead of having that weight to him. Yeah, but he drops a jack-in-the-box behind him. Yeah, there it is. And so the jack-in-the-box, like, you hear it, uh, you know, do the, the music, uh, the all around the mulberry bush, and then all of a sudden the the lid pops open, and you can see something kind of crawl like creeping out just a little bit, and then it pans back to Beth, and she screams, and then the camera goes all the way up to the top of the vehicle, and you can see it shaking, and I'm like, oh my god, like that yeah. was like I want to see what, what was in the jacket, like what was it? Well, I think we got that a little bit later. We did, yeah, um, um, but we saw a glimpse of whatever lived inside of it at the time. Um, but Krampus didn't come alone. He brought minions yeah. to help him out. Um, there was a bunch of elves that he kind of had, which was sort of... Because what they, what they did with this is they riffed on Santa. So he had his elves as his little helpers. They came to help collect the and they, people. They were just like little mini demons. Like his. Yeah, but they were, and they were all wearing these weird masks. They're human-like masks they were all wearing. Um, but they were essentially sm- slightly smaller versions of Krampus. Some of them had horns, some of them didn't. Um, and then he had his toys, which he had a big old bag full of evil demon toys. And at the towards the beginning of the movie, the DHL guy comes, like, just as the storm's kind of kicking off, and he's dropping off a delivery. And there's a couple boxes, and then there's this big Santa bag. It's like a big red, dark red velvet Santa bag. And it gets brought inside the house. And that's what lets 
the little minions in the house is whoever brought the bag in. So there's a bunch of stuff going on in the attic. There's stuff going on in the chimney. Um, Omi, once they lose power and everything else, Omi says you got to keep the fire stoked. That'll keep Krampus away. Yeah. Oh well, no, she didn't say that. Keeps Krampus away. She no, just, she, she just said she imp- keep the fire. She implied it was going to keep Krampus away because yeah. Krampus was going to come down the chimney, um, much like Santa. Yeah. But a lot of the little minions that were kind of doing Krampus's bidding were toys. There was this giant snake jack-in-the-box clown thing that thing was that had the fucking gear- epic it had almost like that guillermo del toro predator mouth where it kind of like opened to the side and then oh, opened wide so good um which was creepy as hell there was a killer teddy bear which if you think about it too long gets really silly but they showed just enough of it so you knew what it was but it still kept it scary i think if they showed too much of that it would have been really goofy um there's an angel that comes in kind of throwing back to the angel treetopper that they have. And that thing was like insanely creepy because it attacks and it's trying to like bite at Sarah's face, but then it's like tongue comes out and it's like these like weird like tentacle things. And I'm like, Oh my God, this thing just keeps getting worse. It did. It kept getting worse. Um, there was, and it looked like, it looked like Annabelle's sister. Like it was that it was really level creepy. Of creepy. There was a wind up robot that stabbed Tom in the back when they went up, when he and Sarah went up to the attic to try to save save Stevie and Jordan. Um, and then there were the little gingerbread cookies, which there was a bunch of them, which actually they did have voices. They didn't really speak, but they made a lot of noise. One of them was voiced by Seth Green, and one of them was voiced by Justin Roiland of Rick and Morty fame. I'm so happy. It's um, so good. And there's also a Rick and Morty poster in Max's room. Yeah. So, so they kind of had a little bit of fun with that, but the, the little gingerbread men definitely were a callback to like gremlins. Cause yeah. the first gremlins movie you can argue is a Christmas movie too. Yep. It is. Um, uh, I don't argue. It is. It is a Christmas movie. Right. I know you really only argue about die hard and Batman returns, which I still maintain. <sighs> I win both of those. Uh, I I have conceded to Die Hard because the creators of Die Hard have said Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Right, but so is Batman Returns. I, I still hold Batman Returns as a holiday movie. But it's a Christmas movie. I don't see it as a Christmas movie. You wanna, you're getting pedantic. Batman is not saving Christmas. But, I, like again, your argument for Batman Returns... Holds because it kind of plays into the whole Krampus lore with the penguin going and stealing the kids and stuff like that. So I give you a little bit of leeway, <gasps> but I still say but it's a holiday movie. Our son also calls it the Batman because Christmas movie. Because you call it the Batman Christmas movie. that He doesn't know it as Batman Returns. He knows it as Batman Christmas right. because you labeled it that way, right. not him. But he didn't at one point look at that and go, this can't be a Christmas movie. Anywho, back to Krampus, <laughs> you crusty bastard. So, <laughs> But there's a bunch of toys and cookies and elves doing the bidding. So we really get a warped, twisted Santa. And even Krampus himself, when we finally get the reveal as to what he looks like, he's wearing, he looks like a twisted Santa himself. You see, he's kind of fuzzy. He's a little bit furry. He's at the, his horns are humongous. He has the satyr feet. Um, his, he's wearing the red robe like Santa does, um, except it's really beat up and tattered and stained. It's, it's 
like the hobo version of what Santa wears. He's big, he's hunched over, he's got these excessively long claws on his fingers. Um, but we don't actually know what he looks like. He is wearing, it looks like he took somebody's face and is wearing it on top of his face because the mouth is frozen open. But what it looks like Krampus did was he he looks like he cut Santa Claus's face off and he's wearing it. Like, and, and he's still he's got, got the, the beard and everything. He's got the big white beard and it looks like, yeah, a, a horrific leather face Santa gimmick. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and, like, they do, like, a, a there's one shot where they do a close-up of Krampus, of his face, and you can see, like, the black around the eyes, and you can see where it's... it's um, Like, the eye holes were cut just a little too big. Yeah, and yeah. like and so you could see... Uh, and it's almost like, like with Leatherface or, like, with Jason, where you could just see... Where it's like where he's wearing a mask, and you can see that that yeah, you slit. can you can see the seam. Um, At first, I didn't realize it because I was like, "Why is his mouth frozen open?" And then I realized that it wasn't just because it wasn't his mouth. And I was like, "Oh!" And it took a real. It takes a real morbid twist because it looks so much like Santa Claus that you can almost you can almost make the conclusion that he took Santa's face and he's wearing Santa's face on his own face. Yeah. Um, and then there was this really cool thing that he did, uh, Krampus did, when he took out the whole neighborhood, by the way. Like, yeah. The whole neighborhood went dark. Blizzard rolls through. He, t- he hit all the houses. And the Angles were the last ones to hit because they had the fire going and everything else. Like, he would come because he came down the chimney um, until the fire burnt out. But um, whenever there was... He took a victim... There was a snowman that would pop up in the uncle's yard, and Max noticed it. Like, shortly after the blizzard hit, he looks out the window, and he's like, who built the snowman? Nobody yeah. went outside. Yeah, and, and and the snowmen are fucking creepy looking. They're really creepy, but they're also, like, at first I don't know where they're coming from, but you can tell they're kind of multiplying. They're doing that Doctor Who Weeping Angel thing where there suddenly is more That's, and more and more. Of I was a- half expecting them to do, like, a, uh, like a like a killer snowman uh, and deal. They, but... they didn't. They were just representative of the figures that Krampus took, and I kind of figured this out almost... It took me a minute to figure it out, but it was when he took Howie Jr., and um, the family runs outside, and there's a snowman almost front and center in front of the, the porch wearing Howie's scarf and hat. And that's when I was like, okay, so we're getting basically a body count of all of the people he's taken. And um, I thought that was just a cool little extra thing that they didn't have to do. But it was a nice little detail to yeah. add a little something extra to yeah, this Yeah, and if you're movie. really paying attention, like it, it, it works. And there's a, uh, a shot, too, where Max is looking out the window and he sees uh, like a couple of new... I think it was like it was the Howie, uh, Howie Jr. snowman. And I think there was one that had Beth's uh, scarf mm-hmm. around him. But then just behind, he gets his first glimpse at Krampus... And he, like, and he's just like you can just see the silhouette, but then you can see the the like the hot breath coming from it. And then uh, Max kind of like pulls the binoculars down. And he put like looks back again, and he's gone. Right, it's um, just the slasher trick where I was it's like, like did I just great. see that? Yeah, um, um, but there, but that was the thing. It was like the whole thing with, with Krampus and the in the town. I was kind of confused because it was like. Was the, he just going after if like if you were just bad in the town and he just Krampus like you called Krampus and he was like oh, I'm just gonna come and clean house 
I was half expecting them to just be like, oh, no, I'm just here for just you. But so uh, Tom and uh, and Howard, uh, they decide that, oh, okay, well, we got to go out and get Beth. And so <laughs> he's like, oh, like, do you think your truck would be able to make it through the, you know, through the storm? And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, Lucinda? He's like, oh, man, we fire that thing up. And it's like, we'll uh. be at the beaches of Normandy by morning. It's just like. So that's a yes. All right, let's go. <laughs> like, it was it was really funny, and Tom, Howard's picking on Tom a little bit because um, Tom was an Eagle Scout. He went all the way through the ranks of the Boy Scouts, made it to Eagle Scout, which you know you kind of do towards the end of your senior your time in high school. But um, and Howard just he's, he goes hunting like that's his preparation. Is he's like I shoot stuff, um, but he's. Drag, he's coming out with Tom and he hands Tom a gun and he, Tom's like, what do I, why do I have to have a gun? And he's like, come on, Boy Scout, you got to be prepared for anything. But there's this running thing that goes through and it's said a couple times is a shepherd has to protect his flock. And I think it's said like two or three times in the mm-hmm. movie. Yep. It was either Howard saying it or Tom saying it. So there's almost this weird, a little bit of like this, this like biblical symbolism running through it a little bit. Um, because you're you're fighting back the evil. We all know how the Christians twisted some of the old pagan gods and turned them into their versions of a devil or a demon. Because they have the horns and the cloven hooves. Yeah, and stuff they like they that. they do the whole oh it's it's bad. It's like, evil because yeah. it looks weird thing. Um, but they do the the shepherd protecting his flock thing. Um, because a lot of you can kind of be like all right well. If you really want to try to extrapolate it out, it's like, okay, well, couldn't do the Jesus thing. He sacrificed himself to save his people kind of deal. Or um, literally a shepherd's job is to protect his flock of sheep. And he has to go out and make sure he hunts the wolf or takes the wolf out so that his flock is safe. And that that it was run through a few times yeah. in, in the movie. Um and then it, it it mixed results. It ended up being Omi who really sacrificed herself um, in the end when Krampus comes down the chimney. Everyone else makes a break for it, and then she locks them out. She she drops the the latch on the door and turns around, and she's she thinks that by sacrificing herself, it should be enough to make Krampus go away because Krampus didn't get her when she was a kid. Uh, that was not the case. It slowed him down for a minute, but yeah. it was not uh, enough. But then the whole thing, uh, kind of going back to uh, when uh, Tom and Howard are going out and, and trying to find uh, Beth. So they are, they went over to the boyfriend's house, mm-hmm. and they are, again, It's the storm is just blistering. I mean, it's to the point where they're so cold where... Uh, Howard ends up getting like, uh, like oh, he gets frostbite, frostbite in just a few minutes, yeah. And he's like, "There's no way you, like anybody can go out there." Well, they're walking through the the boyfriend's house, and the the feeling that you the the entire mood of the the film going from your National Lampoon's comedy completely changes into a horror movie. And I even said it like while we were watching, and I was like, "It feels like a ghost ship." It, like because the, you the, could hear all the creaking of the yeah. house and the it, mood. There's such a jarring tonal shift that happens in the movie. You almost get whiplash because yeah. you're like, "Ha ha, this is cute, this is funny." Oh, and then 
it hooks you. Well, and and because of, of like David, it comes in heart. And because of David as as, as Howard, he, when he's on screen, it's just like you can't help but it's it, it's a comedy when he is on screen, no matter what what he's in. But that was the thing is like in that scene where they're walking through and it's pitch black. I was expecting a jump scare. I, I really was, and I ne- I didn't really get it. They uh, got they were walking through and they're like everything. It looks frozen inside the house and it, all the power's out and so they can't see anything and you could hear the wind outside just beating the shit out of the house and you hear the wood from the house like just creaking and like I said it felt like a ghost ship yeah and that was it was creepy especially when they walked into the boyfriend's name was Derek Derek's house his family's house because it looked like it was robbed yeah like there was things that were broken shattered on the floor it was a mess. Um, they walk into the kitchen and they see one of the little gingerbread critters stabbed <laughs> and, and, with a kit with a chef's knife into the refrigerator. Howard goes, "Wow, someone's got some problems." And then he takes the leg off of it and eats it. It's like, dude, really? <laughs> it, this is before he realized what a, a serious problem they were going to have. And yeah. uh, the storm comes in. It hits hard. It's brutal. Like. It really does fly in out of nowhere, and you blink, and the storm has started. Yeah. And it's not like if you if you've grown up in places where blizzards come, you, there's a little bit of it kind of eases into it a little most of the time. You don't just get like, bam! It doesn't rock. It, it's not a hurricane. It doesn't. Just no, they smack they even you. show it like when Max, uh, you know, lets the the letter go, and it just flies away. Uh, you can almost see the change where it's like, uh, it starts getting darker. yeah, like it's just this black cloud, just uh, just storm, just kind of rolls through. Uh, but that was the thing was like, so one monster that we didn't mention though, so it was a monster that we did not see. So Tom and Howard are are trying to go back to the Hummer because. Uh, they didn't find Beth. Oh yeah, yeah and I'm so uh, out of nowhere, Howard gets taken, and he gets and he's being dragged uh, through the snow by something that is snaking its way underneath the snow. It's, it's, I, I'm going to call it just a snow monster because you never see it. Yeah. And uh, later on in the movie, when the family is trying to escape, uh, both or, or all three, uh, Linda, Sarah, and Tom. They get taken, um, and it's just it's a snake in its way through. Well, ultimately, everyone almost gets... like Bugs Bunny, and you know, yeah, finding his I way to thinking, Albuquerque. I was thinking more like Tremors. That, oh, there it you go. It was very much like the See, tr- like Tremors. Monster. I went Looney Tunes. You went Tremors. And I was trying to keep in the theme of equally movie. equally good. Um, I, sure, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, Howard does get attacked. One of the things that getting into the end of the movie is there's this almost ritual circle thing going on with all of the elves and with Krampus that... um, Because Max is the last man standing. Yeah. He's taken everybody. And um, Krampus gives him the bell. It's wrapped in the shreds of Max's letter. And he hands him the bell, and Krampus goes on his way. And Max is like, well, wait, no, 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 I take it back. Like, I want to take my wish back. Like, I want my family. You can't do this, whatever. And so he catches up with Krampus eventually, and he hucks the bell. Oh, okay. So that whole scene is 
fucking crazy. It is. It's like, if you've ever... It's literally any satanic cult movie ever. Yeah. Where like, they have the circle around the bonfire. They get... They have, all the elves are, are circled around. You see all the toys. And then there's also, like, demon horses and shit. They're that reindeer. The, oh, there are reindeer. Holy shit, I didn't think about that. They're demon like, reindeer. Why did... Like, I'm, it's Christmas. Of course they're reindeer. But yeah. <laughs> but it's just like... They're just like these demon thing. Like, it's just like demon creatures and they're all just sitting around and Max is like hey and I'm like oh someone's got some <laughs> some chestnuts on yeah his, his like, testicles oh, nice. but he just he confronts Krampus and he, yeah he throws the, the bell and opens up this giant portal to hell and the family uh, like they just start dropping the family members into the portal uh, like you, I think they uh, they showed like uh, was it like Stevie like she gets thrown in yeah it was um, it was like the Hellmouth and Buffy yeah. um, and then he Max confronts the Krampus which I think in his head was gonna go a certain way but he really couldn't be sure but he tells him that's when he tells him I take it all back I want my family back I want stuff to go back to normal and Krampus just picks him up and drops him in the hole well no like well no you're you're jumping ahead because there was actually a part. That got me, and it was so. Max is is saying like, like no, like I I take it all back. I take it all back. And Krampus just kind of like does this whole like, just sorry, like no. Right, because he's got a job to do. But then Max turns and he's like, he's like, no, like take me instead. Like take me. Like like I I you know give you myself to you. And Max is crying, and and Krampus. Like, he's about to, like, I forget what he was doing, but he was about to do something to Max, and then he, or, oh, he's got Max, uh, he picked Max up, and he's looking at... He's, like, got him by the scruff. He's got him by the scruff, and he picked Max up, and Max starts crying, and then he, like, Krampus touches his tear, and that's, that was kind of like the moment was like, oh, it's like, so now, it's like, Max is wanting to get his wish back, and then on top of that the family love and everything else. I was like, oh, so now they're going to have like the good Christmas ending where it's like Krampus is going to say, okay, you win, you get your family back and then that's it. But then, yeah, as you said, it's like, nope, sorry, kid. You just like, yeah, it's a real, it's a a quick second where you think it's going to go one way and then it turns a real hard left. All the elves, they're, they're, they're like just sitting around just waiting and then all of a sudden they just start laughing. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I was like, oh my God, well, like, thing, oh, is, this is great. Is um, When I was looking into some of the mythology, Krampus isn't necessarily evil. You can't say he's evil. He's got a job to do. He's a judge. And he's a judge doing his job. And he goes in, and if you have been a certain level of terrible, you're going to have to pay the price for it. And... He's also one of those, like, from the research that I did and then from this movie, he also seems like the the kind of worker bee who's not going to stray from the path that he's on. Like, he's got a job, and he can't rest until it's finished. Yeah, but it was just that scene uh, with him and Max where it just felt like it was, uh, I understand. Well, the way that... Too bad. <laughs> no, well, kind of. But the way that the movie ended, it was more like... Okay, well, you want to be with your family. I've already collected your family. 
this is how you're going to go join them. And he drops them in a hole. Yeah. Uh, because when Max wakes up in a tangle of sheets, it's like, oh, okay. And for a second, I was like, no way. They're not going to end this thing. Oh, Max had a bad dream. Because I was going to be really mad if that's what they did. Yeah. But as soon as I saw the haze, like, there's that dreamy camera haze, like, where they put, like, Vaseline on the lens kind of deals, that soft edges thing. I was like, nope, something's up. Well, I mean, because, like, that scene I thought was really cool just because... Yeah, Max wakes up and he goes downstairs and it's Christmas morning and the family's like, oh, like, oh, like, finally you get up. I was half expecting them to be like, oh, like, everything is good and even, uh, like, Howard and his family, like, they're good, but they still kind of acted the same way. It was just like, oh, business as usual, but now it's like Max gets up. And he goes up to his mom and dad, and he's like, I love you guys, and like, Merry Christmas, and they have a good moment. And they hand Max his gift, and he opens it up, and it's the bell. And he holds the bell, and you can see Sarah and Tom, they look at each other, and then they look at the bell. And you get their yeah. the, the faces one by one. The whole family. Uh, that's what I thought was really cool. Is, is is like one by one, the family starts to realize what's happening because they're all kind of chatting amongst themselves. And you can hear in the background like memories, like of, mm-hmm. of what of what just happened. Yeah, and that was really cool because like then the entire mood of like where they're all like tearing up open gifts. Oh yeah, and you think you're getting your happy ending, and then they're just like they all freeze and they sit and they're looking at the bell. The camera pans out, out the window, and then it just keeps on going. And then almost in like a uh, Men in Black style where it's just like, you know, you go out into the, you know, the galaxy and then it turns around where like there's the, the big creatures. Krampus put them into a snow globe and then put them on a shelf and then the camera keeps backing up and he's just got thousands of snow globes. And I'm like... He collects the bad... He collects <sighs> the bad families... And he keeps them in these snow globes, which I'm not entirely sure how to feel about it. Because it doesn't seem inherently, like, terrible. But it's got to be its own personal version of hell. Because you have to live out the same Christmas day over and over and over again. And the thing is, is, like, I think I think the way Krampus had mercy on Max was instead of just leaving him on Earth to live out his life alone... He wanted his family back. So Krampus's way of having mercy on him was, you're going to go join yeah. your family. Now, I don't think it's a, a thing of, like, he had to relive that Christmas day every single... Because it was weird. Be, once they saw the bell, they all knew. And so yeah. it was like, I don't know if, if at that moment they understood, like, what happened um, well, until they saw it. And then, like, yeah. they were, it was just a thing of, like, oh, no... But yeah, just having them all together and uh, that happy family, like they, they had to live a good family Christmas moment and... And then it got real dark again because of yeah. the realization of what happened the night before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting way to end it. I think if they had left it as like a happy ending, I don't know... If I would have felt so positively about it, I think I would have been like, uh, "No, it's a bit of a letdown." That that ending for me was perfect. Like I like because, I, I jumped. That, I was, was just like, "Yes!" Because prior to the Max, prior to Max waking up, it's chaos. It's yeah. fucking chaos for well, like forty five minutes. The 
the whole the whole scene where Krampus throws Max into the uh, into the Hellmouth, um, that gave me flashbacks into uh, Christmas Carol, where Scrooge gets pushed down into the grave, um, and then when he wakes up, it was that kind of scene. Like, and that that's the vibes that I got from it. Um, was that, yeah, Krampus was, he's the, the spirit. Sure, and so they took it one step further. Yeah, I was like, and that's what I was like, I, like, when that saw that scene, I was like, okay, great, like, we're gonna get that, the good happy ending and stuff like that, and we kinda did, but then it turned into something completely different, and just yeah. seeing, it wasn't just that Krampus had one, it, like, he had thousands. The room was full of these glittering stuff. Thousands, I was like, that was fucking Which makes me so wonder. Cool. Which makes me wonder if they hadn't been in the snow globe the whole time because of the way the blizzard came on so fast. It's like he shook the globe. Like, I, yeah. part of me wonders if maybe he didn't pick them. And nobody else was in the neighborhood. They were alone. Yeah. But it almost makes me wonder if he picked them up and plunked them down in the snow globe and took control from there. I don't know. But it, because they had fallen asleep at one point during the movie, like all together in the living room. Oh, fucking Howard. Like, He's like, or he he pulls up with the, or he's talking to, Tom's looking out the window, and he's, uh, this is right after uh, he's been saved by the, or, you know, from the snow Whatever creature. Snow yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he's like, hey, Tom, you know, I just wanted to just, you know, let you know that, you know, like, just thank you for, for saving me. And Tom's like, yeah, sure, like, no problem. And he's like, you know what, like, I, I just take back all the, you know, the, the mean things I said and, you know, just thinking that you were a, the spineless prick all these years. And he's just like, okay, I didn't know Thanks. that. Like, awesome. Like, that's great. But then he's like, you know what, I think, uh, like, you know, one of us sh- should get some sleep and, you know, uh, you know, someone should you know, stay, stay up and stay watch. And Howard's like, you know what, you, you go be with your family and, and I'll take first watch. And then like, and so Howard, like he sits down and he's just like looking out the window and then it does like a quick cut and it's everything's completely dark howard's passed out and it's just like fire's gone dude unattended. you didn't give it a shot it's just like you just fucking passed right at the to be out. fair though howard did have a very traumatic experience and he almost had his foot bitten off no but at the same time it's like it should have been a thing of like hey like i'm about to fall asleep like you know wake somebody up yeah right? no he just passed the fuck out and then like everybody and like so and that's when gingerbread uh fell through the the chimney so yeah, but I mean that was like there's a good dynamic, and I love the stuff with with Krampus, uh, and just that that last little ending, it just it sold it so yeah, much. Yeah, but you for also me. said there was some like a lameness to the ending. Like you liked it, but there was something wrong. The immediate end of the movie, I hated. How's it, that? Like, it ruined it for me. I need which immediate end? Like as soon as the credits rolled, or what? The toys. The jump scare at the end with the toys. So the camera backs up. You see Krampus. He you know goes by his, his shop or whatever, and with all the the snow globes, mm-hmm. and you're backing up, backing up, backing up, and you see the scale of everything. It should have just cut to black there. But what they did was they did the the cheap uh, jump scare uh, oh, where all the toys yeah. show up and they're like and then and then they go right towards. The middle of the screen. Right, okay. So and then that's when the movie ends. And so it's the fact that they got greedy and tried to do one more. Stupid. Stupid didn't need it. It's like, you guys sold it on that part. You did not need Just to do that. Just end the movie, scare. Just right. end it. Because they took 
all of the characters and was like Meh! and like went right after that right, that whole thing. The, or or if you really wanted to do that, do a fucking just one of the gingerbread men like that have him pop up. But it was just the the whole thing of like last minute jump scare like let's get one more in here for for just shits and giggles. That I was like I don't like that stuff in movies. Um uh, in like movies like well, especially because it ended on such a high where you're just like I can't believe that this is how it ended, and then they try to squeeze in the one cheap jump at the end. Yeah, like that stuff. And, and again, it's like even when they when they popped up, it was just kind of like a surprise. Like oh, like it wasn't a, even like a jump scare. It was just like oh, okay, you guys are there, and then just mm. because that was the one thing about the the toys was like I mean they they were childish i mean they're toys but it was just the thing of like oh not needed for yeah, that's me fair. so that was the one thing that i i wasn't really uh keen on too much but everything leaned up to that with krampus i was like i was sitting in my chair i was fucking fist pumping i was like fucking right you go get you some of that there boy and i was like yeah so that that's was I was stuff. I was all about that ending up until that last little jump scare. It was like, oh, I'll keep it. It's fine. All right. Yeah. So let's wrap this bad boy up. What's your skull rating on this one? Um, it ended up being it was around four point two. Mm. Um, so this movie was fun as hell. Loved it. I mean, I actually think that this movie is a film that we could show our son and it would be a fun horror movie but it's also a movie that it is now made its way into my christmas movies right next to black christmas and right next to gremlins like it is that damn good and it is fun i love the christmas like the lampoons side of it and then showing just how the chaos of christmas and then dealing with max and and just kind of having that like cindy lou who kind of feel of what's christmas all about and trying to keep it alive and um yeah and then krampus fucking looks cool as shit like he's just ah, big big monster yeah um I'll, I'll let you give your score rating but then i want to give my negative just give the negative feedback. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, so I was trying to be nice. Uh, I didn't want to just, ramble. I mean, don't be rambly about it. I was but... trying not to ramble. Okay. So uh, the only real kind of like eh I had about the movie was the toy monsters. Jack in the Box, the fucking snake thing, that was cool as shit. Uh, the angel was really neat, but the teddy bear and the gingerbread man... It felt, it felt almost like if you took the toys that they made in Nightmare Before Christmas and brought it into like a real world thing. Like that's the type of toys that I thought that the monsters and like the Halloween Town They're would have made. Chaos. That's what I saw like from there because like the teddy bear, it had like the weird gnarly teeth and it was just all mangy and bloody and stuff like that. I mean, it was like. They were cool, but, like, the scares and stuff weren't really... They were toned down enough to where it, it you didn't... It wasn't... They, they didn't overdo it. And, like I said, our six-year-old could watch this movie and be completely fine. 
there it wasn't bloody it wasn't anything like yeah i mean the monsters were nuts but it was just like but that was the one thing it was like i felt like it was too nightmare before christmas and like it just didn't fit in this movie very well yeah i mean like, like especially like the gingerbread men like they were funny and they were good with howard because they had a fucking nail gun like that was like it was again gremlins or you know it's like spike with a chainsaw but at the same time it was like there was only three of them why not have like a massive batch of right like all of omi's cookies came to life yeah like but no like i mean and it's like you know filming it or you know cgi and stuff like that but it was like uh, budget whatever what have you but at the same time that was the one thing was like krampus felt insanely cool and he was very old and ancient and just he felt like a threat the elves same thing felt like a threat very they they kind of were um you know a part of krampus but then you had the toys really cool ideas but the impact that they didn't that they had okay again it felt like you just took a nightmare before christmas and brought it into this movie and those toys are the ones that are terrorizing the fat kid so it didn't quite fit fair enough again i loved it but it was that was the thing was so but yeah go ahead your skull rating i got this one a 4.4 cool um honestly the only thing because this was a pg-13 movie um the only thing was just the you didn't really get much out of the the deaths. I mean, no one technically died. And that's the thing. So uh, we watch. We're we're big fans of Dead Meat uh, on YouTube. Uh, he is absolutely fantastic. And if he, if he happens to listen to the show for some fucked up reason, we love you. Um, but that was the thing. Is like uh, he did a Krampus episode, and instead of doing his kill count. He called it the capture count because that's and that's exactly nobody what happened. dies. Is there? I mean, I gave it a, uh, I rated it pretty average with the kills because a lot of the ways that they ended up collecting the bodies was pretty cool. But yeah, no one really died. But overall, like this thing was great. Um, like you said, it was a lot of fun. I really didn't see any glaring issues with it um, in terms of script or anything like that. And they had the cast was just like knocked out of the park like you it's weird because i'm used to seeing david keckner and adam scott in more comedic roles which they kind of did here but to see adam scott be a little more serious um was a little different for me and it's the catalina wine mixer right <laughs> but uh tony collette was amazing and the kids were great like um mj anthony was surprisingly really good and he reminded me of gordo from lizzie mcguire yep real bad uh he was a very young gordo so I was pretty pleased with everything uh, in general. I would highly recommend seeing this movie. It definitely is. It's weird because it, the gingerbread men, I felt when I was watching the scenes with them, I felt like Joe Dante whispered in Michael Doherty's ear and was like, this is what you need to do. And it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so they definitely, it felt like they took a page out of the Gremlins book for some of this stuff, but it worked for me. Um, it wasn't nearly as nightmare-inducing as what the Gremlins were doing. Yeah. Because nobody was flashing anybody. No, but... The- <laughs> or getting eaten up in a Cuisinart, so... Yeah. Well, no, but that was the thing, is like, with the Gingerbread Man, it's, like, my thing is that, yeah, they were they were too cutesy, 
but I also wanted more of them. Like it was just it like a horde of gingerbread men would have really scary. Yeah. yeah, especially like what was really cool is like as you mentioned with with Omi making the gingerbread cookies, where it kind of played up later on, and I think it'd have been funnier too because. Uh, of Howard when he finds the gingerbread that's stabbed on the in the kitchen in um, Derek's uh, house or whatever, and he takes and he bites the thing. I think it'd have been funny. It's like if he uh, when he went back to the Ingles house, if he's like he finds gingerbread, but he's just like he's just constantly eating gingerbread, like, like Simpson that thing. Yeah, and then like he just just constantly eats gingerbread, and then later on the g- gingerbread men like come after him. Yeah, I thought that would have been funny. Uh, also, a, a nice. I don't know if uh, we didn't mention this before, but uh, the director of this movie kind of has a thing for doing Halloween or, or holiday movies, and he ended up doing Trick or Treat. So Sam, Sam is his. Yeah, is his is his little you know thing. I was like, that's fucking great. Like Sam is is another one that's just like. Holy shit, like, it is so damn good, and it's done so well. Krampus, same thing, awesome character, and... It's, it's weird because... The visuals are great. The visuals were great. Um, I think they blended the CGI and the puppets pretty well. We've said before that sometimes it's really hard to get the balance of comedy and horror right. And I think where this movie kind of succeeds pretty well with that is that they do a full tonal shift... And whatever version of the movie they're in, that's where they stick. So you have the comedy predominantly front-loaded, and the horror is predominantly back-loaded, and they don't really cross the streams. There, there's a, there's one moment where uh, with Aunt Dorothy, and that was the one thing that I was just like, at first, I was like, oh my god, she just needs to just fucking go. But then after a little bit, you're like, oh shit, go. Like, she ends up picking up the shotgun and she's just like uh, she shoots one of the gingerbread men, and then I think uh, another one gets thrown up against the wall, and like almost like she, she skeet shoots pull, that. like skeet, yeah, boom, skeet, skeet, goddamn, and then boom, and but she just get, like turns into like ultimate badass, like I'm like, oh my, where where have you been this whole night? She's been crocheting, but no, <laughs> so but then uh, probably the goofiest capture or or kill of of the night goes to her because. Uh, she ends up getting uh, like a chains around her like legs or whatever, mm-hmm. and gets yanked out of the window by one of the elves. But it, it's not like she, oh yeah, it's just like Wing! like it's right, just like weird also, like, sound effects. But, like, ah! Yeah, but she's also like see you in hell. <laughs> yeah, but but it's like oh, I'll see you in hell, and then like when she gets pulled out, it's just like it's a, a Looney Tunes style like Wing! like. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't fit for the tone they, of the. They don't really cross the streams much. Like that one. That one's more of an oddity. Um, I think Michael Doherty did a pretty good job of keep separating church no, and they, state. No, he movie. did a he did a great job, and he does a great job with making sure that. And Trick or Treat has a pretty huge cult following too. Oh yeah, and it's it's got a good feel to it, and it's. Uh, I mean he he's a he's a damn good director, so I'm I'm happy with it. And this movie. I'm all about it. Yeah. No, this is definitely a fun one. All right. So that is it for Krampus. Join us next week as we continue our holiday sleigh ride, and we do Santa's sleigh. Mm. This one should be fun. never seen it. Neither have I. But this will be fun. I guess it's a slasher, so this should be a good time. Uh, until then, subscribe. Do the subscribe thing. We'll drop in your favorite podcatcher every Tuesday. Um, like, share, comment. Tell your friends. We appreciate any and all five-star reviews. Um, 
If you would like to, join us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Slasher, at Creepin' It Real. You can find us, um, you can get our email if you would like to participate, and we're always looking for sponsors if you have, or if you have movie ideas. You can hit us up at creepinitreal.cm at gmail.com. Um, and then, just a quick, just another reminder, because we're kind of whores, it is the holidays. Jump on our Redbubble page, creepinitreal.redbubble.com. Just to get some merch and help support the show. We can't do this without you yeah. guys. Yeah, I mean, they, they have everything from t-shirts and mugs and pillows and bath mats. And, like, it's just, there's so much on that site. And it's all my artwork. I do everything. So, I it's, it's all my designs. It's all pretty unique. Yeah. So, and I try to keep it all up pretty pretty standard horror stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's some pretty good stuff. I'm happy with it. I love it. So. All right, guys. So until next week when we continue on with the holiday shenanigans, I've been Meg. I've been Lunchbox. And I think I'm put off cookies for a while.